0: right now just go to six figurephotography.com forward slash blitz six s i x six, six figurephotography.com forward slash blitz b l i t z i can't wait to give you some incredible ideas hey you are listening to the six figure photography podcast with ben hartley and Rachel Griman.
1: Each week a new episode will air to help you grow your business by winning more bookings, maximizing profits, and breaking through your limiting beliefs.
0: Today we're talking about something that uh, we've both been through more than once. Yes. And I know a lot of y'all, if you're not going through it yet, there's a good chance that you will at some point in your career. And uh, and so I think it'd be cool to just share some of our stories. And uh, some do's and don'ts of of going through a rebrand. Today we're talking about rebranding. What what I would have done differently? Kind of looking back, uh, the things that uh, I'm really glad that I did, and some of the things that I'm like, oh well, if I were to go through this again, here's what I would have switched up. Mm-hmm. So welcome
1: everyone to the show, Rachel. Ben, go ahead. I w- I want to know something. How many times have you re- rebranded your photo business. Oh man, a
0: decent amount. Uh, so let's actually start with that. So, um, but some of them are, were almost like I was so early that the rebrand felt more just like a new domain and a logo. Do you know what I mean? It was just like, here's a new website and a new logo. And now I've got to tell my mom and dad that I'm no longer, uh, J Ben H uh, photography, uh, actually. So the, the original, let me think here. Originally when I started off, um, I was J Ben Hartley, uh, like fine art, J Ben Hartley, okay. fine art. And it was a, it was a conglomerate website, yeah. uh, of oil paintings, um, actually, one of the services that I offered no was live painting at weddings. Oh, That's actually how cool. I got into weddings in general, was actually being I a live I painter at wedding reception. So, yeah.
1: That is so cool. I love it when people do that.
0: Yep. Uh, so that. Um, uh, okay. So I went from J. Ben H. Fine Art to uh, J. Ben H. Photography. Mm-hmm. Then I went from there and I married I married my wife and then we became Ben and Les Photography. Okay. And that was I would say the first I would say official like brand. I mean, we were doing, you know, mm-hmm. over hundred K with that business, really well known, yeah. had had actual like people looking at the site. So Ben and yeah. Less Photography is probably uh was the first serious take at our business. Mm-hmm. Um, Everything else
1: was just iterating until you found the right
0: spot. Yeah. Th- those were actually, was, I would say actually those are more hobbies. Like I was like kind okay. of a hobby. So they were both like little side things, but Ben and last photography was when we were like full, like we were all in, you know? Yeah. Um, and we had built that business up uh, really strong. And, um, and actually we, uh, we, we hired another uh, photography uh, couple, um, but it wasn't like an associate team. They were full time photographers, on staff with us, like Mm W-2 employee, you know what I mean? Like they were not just like a contracted thing.
1: Right, right. It's like that um, was all they were doing.
0: Exactly. And so Ben and Les' photography became a little challenging because Mm -hmm. now it wasn't just Ben and Les.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, And now here was a bonus, though. I'll give you this. Check this out. The couple that we hired was Ben and Lace.
1: (laughs) Oh, gosh. I (laughs) I know. It's
0: kind of fun. Uh, Had its own problems, but also its own perks, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Um so at, at a certain point we knew we recognized that we wanted to not just stop with uh, Ben and Lace on the team but to to continue to add on more photographers mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we're like, okay so we're kind of making it work we can kind of roll with this Ben and Ben less and lace kind of thing for a little bit but we knew we needed uh we needed a change mm-hmm. uh to to create something that wasn't just Ben and less because Michael yeah. was at some point to not be like the core face of the right. business. And so so that's what when year we, was this? Uh, let me see here. This would have been, I think, in 2013-ish. Okay, was when we rebranded to Style and Story Creative. Okay. Uh, was, I think, around the, uh, the uh, I would say the end of 2013, because we did it in the off-season. So we kind of got mm-hmm. through the core of, of 2013. And that's, that's me just, I'm, I'm trying to remember, it could have been 2014 as well. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, and we were into Sound Story uh, Creative. And then at a certain point, we just dropped the creative and did like a, not a full rebrand, mm-hmm. but just like this real soft, like, we're just Sound Story now. It's, it's just Sound Story.
1: So let's talk about that first rebrand to style and story creative. Mm -hmm. What, what, what wasn't great about it?
0: Yeah. I mean, okay. So I think the number one component for less and I was, it was in the name. It was Mm -hmm. the confusion that was, that was, uh, we were creating and Mm. we were creating objection because if you weren't Ben and less it felt like, why are we paying Ben and less prices? If yeah. you're not, Ben unless. and Les. Yeah. And so it, it, it just injected objection mm-hmm. uh, and hesitancy. It, it injected mm-hmm. mistrust when now there was somebody else who was going to be photographing.
1: Right. And, and maybe not even something as strong as mistrust, but just doubt. Like, just like a seed of doubt. Yeah. Just something a little bit that you were having to overcome. Yep.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: And it
0: was it was the knowledge of where we wanted to go, mm-hmm. right? And so even actually, one one of the things that I learned was, You know, we were Ben and Les Photography. But if you heard a little bit about my background, I wasn't always just doing photography. In the past, you know, I primarily did oil painting. Mm -hmm. Prior and Then after oil painting, I actually was in video production. We did commercial video production, brand work, personal branding, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, corporate work as well. And so with Ben and Les Photography, we kind of like pigeonholed ourselves to just be about photography, even though Mm -hmm. I had all these other skill sets and these other ways that I wanted to help people. And so it wasn't just the Ben and Les part, it was the photography part. Mm-hmm. So when we did Sound Story, it wasn't Sound Story photography, it was Sound Story creative. Because mm-hmm. I wanted to create a, an entity that could encompass, if we ever wanted to create a, a let's say, a branch of Sound Story that was for corporate, you know, commercial video production, mm-hmm. uh, create a branch for, I mean, one of the things that I, I still want to do right now that I'm working on is is doing more like, uh, um, oh, I forgot the, the word of it. What's it called when you get um, hired by an individual to create a custom piece of artwork? Commissioned. Commissioned. Yeah. Like a, like a, I don't just want to be a portrait photographer. I want to do, I want to take right. on like a commissioned single piece that's a portrait, mm-hmm. but it's like an oil painting combined with mixed media with photography yeah. and create a single commissioned piece, like for 10 grand. You know what I mean? Or something along it's yeah. going to have to be yeah. more, to be honest. But like for, for a client that, that mm-hmm. kind of goes beyond just photography, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Those are the two things I would say that really in like kind of drove the rebrand. I think third, mm-hmm was elevating the brand when we were Ben and less photography you know we we had just started to take on our first 10k plus clients Mm -hmm. and our brand was kind of cute it was Mm -hmm. how do i put it it had this energy that was like i use a 50 millimeter 1.2 i Mm -hmm. I backlight my couples you know uh sun like backs to the sun shoot wide open bright and airy uh my brand colors are teal and, yep. Yep. uh, I should probably have, which is I just,
1: fine. Yeah. So you don't want cute. You it don't want cute. cute when you're asking 10 K.
0: Yeah. I needed something like, that had an price. elevated, that had a, a more elevated appeal to, uh, to, to fashion, to editorial, to dislike a higher end client. And so yeah. uh, the website was lacking. It was, it felt like a stock, like WordPress, Squarespace, kind of a site, you know, yeah. and so it was also a time to like, okay, this, this, even the logo. I mean, I made my own logo for Benelus Photography, right? You know, and yeah.
1: uh, it's time to call in the pros. Yeah, absolutely. So, Ta- talk we, about
0: you. Real quick. So, yeah. that's a good place for me to pause. Mm-hmm. What's What's up with you? When did you go through a rebrand?
1: So I started my business in 2014 and I had a friend draw the logo. (laughs) So not much different than making it myself. And I built the website on Squarespace and I was so proud of it. I mean, I thought this thing was stunning. And I look back now and it's like laughable. Also, the Internet's come a long way in 10 years, Um, but it was Doing the job, but kind of like you. And I think a lot of rebranding, which we'll probably talk about later, is just becoming a little bit more niche and a little bit more specific as you iterate on what you're doing mm-hmm. and you get clearer about who you want to serve. I think that's a generalization that's not going to happen for everyone. Some people are going to go broader, but I think especially for photographers, when you learn what you really like to do and what you really want to be like who you really want to be working with each rebrand is going to get a little bit more specific and a little bit more tailored to that client. Um, so Kind of like you're saying, like you were like, I want to do oil painting. I want to do all of this. Like, you wanted to have options. So that's why you tacked on creative there, mm-hmm. which makes sense. I was a nonprofit copywriter and photographer pivoting into family photography. So I had everything that I did on my website. You could hire me to travel all over the world for your nonprofit. You could hire me for your family photos. You could hire me for headshots. Like I didn't discriminate. It was like, if you want to pay me money, I will do it. And so everything I photographed went on that website. Mm-hmm. And it was a lot of blog posts and personal stuff. And there just wasn't really a lot of direction. I was proud of it for something that I created. But by the time like 2016 hit, I needed to step it up a little bit. So that's when I hired my first um, and the name has always been creature stories. I've just kind of iterated on what we offered along the way. Um, And that was when I started to introduce copywriting And I wasn't just a photographer anymore. Um, And so 2016, I hired Maddie Tigreen, who's an incredible designer. And she's done all of my rebrands since.
0: It's awesome. I mean, something that's actually worth worth discussing here. And this is actually one of the things that I... I I was glad that I did it this way. And it's also one of the things I wish I would have done just a little bit differently. And Mm -hmm. what I want to speak to is my first three brands I know the first two are kind of hobbyish and then Ben and Less Photography. Like it was it was uh, a DIY. Like I built mm-hmm. the website, I designed yeah. the logo and like and I I guess I wanna say that when you're early, mm-hmm. I'd actually encourage you to do the same. Agreed. Because uh you you really don't know. My no. guess is you don't know. I don't want to say you don't know, but my guess is you really don't know exactly like who your target client is and what you want to do and how you want to do it and what you want to say. And 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 so I've seen this happen before where, you know, someone will they'll just jump right two feet in and it's all good. They'll, they'll spend, you know, ten thousand on dollars on a whole website and all this stuff. Uh, only to discover, like, you know what? I really don't like doing newborns. this is, (laughs) I I just, I'm not a huge fan. I thought I was going to be into this, but I I really actually want to do personal brand work. Mm -hmm. And now you've got all this invested. It's not that it's all from you. You know, you could probably transfer some of that energy over. Um, But I really think there is a little bit of an explore phase that I was glad that I did before I went and dropped a ton of money into mm-hmm. style and story and, and, and yes. putting that all together. Cause it wasn't cheap because, you know, one of the things that we did was, I mean, I hired a copywriter, I hired I someone to custom build the website. I worked with Tonic, uh, Tonica on, on show it to design a full custom website. And, uh, I mean, it was over 10 grand worth of like costs to, to kind mm-hmm. of go through this process. And I think if I would have done it earlier and Ben and less and then gotten myself into this pickle of like, well, shit, I, it's not been a lesson anymore. We have like five photographers. <laughs> it would have been pretty frustrating.
1: Yeah. And it's a lot easier to swallow the pill of wasting your own time than it is to swallow the pill of wasting a lot of money in the beginning um, because that's what you should have. That's what you should have an abundance of when you're starting is time. And when I give advice about niching down, you're only niching down if you've tried a little bit of everything like if you've gone out and investigated and explored what you like to photograph and who you like to work with that exploration phase isn't just good i think it's necessary and i think it's what makes people really clear um, For instance, when photographers come to us and they are in their first year or two of business, I will not let them hire us for full copy because I don't want them to change their mind in a year and then us be the scapegoat <laughs> for why they don't like their business. Mm. I want them to come to us having photographed several people that they know are their ideal client and that they know they like to work with. That way we're basing all of our work on what the, the direction that they're headed, not where they're coming from. Yeah. And in the beginning, you don't know which way is up. You're just figuring out what you like to photograph. I mean, again, maybe there are some outliers to this and you come in being crystal clear and that stays the same for 10 years, but that certainly wasn't how it was for me. My entire business changed in the first five years. And that certainly wasn't how it was for Ben either. So don't get, we're about to talk about who you can pay to help you with your rebrand. And I don't want you to skip to that if you haven't done the DIY phase, because I think that's crucial. Yeah.
0: Um, Okay. So Rachel, mm-hmm. uh, let, us kind of, there's a couple ways you could approach this. What, you know, what are some of the things that you were really glad the ways that you approach doing your rebrand? We can kind of just go back yeah. and forth a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. and, or if there were some things that you just know right off the bat, you want to talk about that you would do differently.
1: Yeah. I mean, so I've done like three or four rebrands over the past 10 years and, I'll talk about the most recent one because it was probably the biggest and definitely the most expensive. I went from Squarespace to WordPress, a fully custom WordPress site, which looking back, I it was so expensive. And I wish that I had picked out a template and had someone customize a template versus building the site from the ground up Um, because developers are where you're going to spend a lot of money on a rebrand that costs way more than branding and design. Um, and so most of the money of that rebrand went to development. Um, and I still have to pay like a hundred bucks an hour if I want her to fix something, because I can't, I I can't, no, I don't like it either. So that's my biggest, not regret because she's wonderful and I really like her and I love the work that everybody did. I just think that if it was a template, I would have a little bit more control and WordPress Figuring out code in a custom WordPress site is mm-hmm. a profession. Mm-hmm. It is not something that I need to be messing with, so I end up paying a lot for that stuff. When now, was this I'm a- very strategic, so I don't like change. I don't need to change a lot, which yeah. is good. But what were you going to say, Ben? What What year was this? 2021. So it was very recent. Okay. Um. Well, okay. Yeah. 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 I mean, there's a lot of. Go ahead. I literally ran out of code on my Squarespace site my Squarespace site was so customized by my designer, Maddie, who's incredible um, that she was in the back end doing something. And a message came up from Squarespace saying, you have reached the maximum lines of code for one of our websites. Ooh. So, and I had like four more products that I wanted to launch in order for me to scale. I needed to move to WordPress. I don't think I needed to go from custom Squarespace to custom WordPress. Yeah. I think that there were some options in the middle that I was too tired to explore. And I, cause you know, it was so COVID I had a baby and you know, it was like, "Eh, let's hit the easy button on this. The easy button just happened to be very expensive. (laughs) So, and I don't think it needed to be. Um, and that is not saying anything negative about Maddie. I would hire her 10 out of 10 times again. She's incredible. Um, but she was just the visuals behind the brand, not the development side of it. So, um, I think that is something that I would have done differently, but I also looked at my skill set and I'm really happy with what I did DIY I wrote all the copy myself and I have a whole copywriting team so I paid them money to edit it and to help kind of refine that Um, I had them create a beautiful template for case studies that I can continue to use without their help like I can just recreate case studies all the time which I was really happy that I did that I'm a photographer so I did a lot of the photography that you see on the website so I'm still in my diy era in some ways even though i'm paying big bucks for a rebrand um i don't think that ever goes away but um yeah i would say most of it i would keep the same i'm really really happy with that rebrand it was just the uh like platform that yeah. I think I would switch.
0: Yeah. I think on that topic as well, like uh, I would never, I would never want to get in a situation where I couldn't get in and like right. customize stuff easily on the homepage or yeah. wherever, you know, cause I do a lot and of I changes. Can do a little. Sure. Sure. But you're coding, which is pretty, I mean, it's pretty crazy, Rachel. Yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah. that's, that's pretty well. If
1: it gets to code, I pay for it. But yeah. if I just need to change some copy, yeah. I can easily get in there and do that. That makes you sense. Know, that's yeah. no big deal. But I have learned more about WordPress than I care to know. Yeah. I will say that. I believe it.
0: <laughs> I believe it. Yeah. So similarly, you know, so I, when I went uh, with the rebrand uh, with Stone and Story, um, mm-hmm. I, I built it out on, on Show It. And I, I do like Show It. I love Show It. I think their their designs are absolutely gorgeous. Probably the best designs that are available for photographers, and that's what everything is optimized for is for design. And I think that uh, probably fifty one forty nine. I am. I would rather be optimized for SEO. Fifty one percent. Totally. And so I think actually going back, I would probably have of built the website on something, on WordPress, on like, you know, Cadence or Elementor, something like mm-hmm. that, that was a little bit more optimized for SEO, and then worked with someone to help to create a custom design on that platform yeah. instead of Shoei. Uh, that again, that's nothing to knock on Shoei. It's it's literally just a backend SEO. So I don't have to jump through a couple hurdles. There's just a, little, a couple yeah. hoops you got to go through. Um, So that would be one of the things I would do different Is I would think about the platform a little bit more in depth than just like, is this theme pretty? Um, And I would just think about uh, it a little bit more.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it has to, you have to think about your strategy too. There are some photographers out there who are never going to touch SEO with a 10 foot pole yep. and that's just their reality. And if that's your reality, go get a beautiful drag and drop show it template. Yep. Like that is like, that is the easy button and it's not super expensive. Um, and but, again, just
0: to also to reiterate, you can still rank really well at show it. Like I, yes. I, yeah, you, yeah. I rank really well with my show it site. It's just not optimized for it is all. So totally.
1: Okay. again, you have to put in the effort and learn more about the back end that you probably care to. Yeah. Well, what's something that you did right? I mean, so the biggest jump for me in my twenty twenty one rebrand was in twenty nineteen. We rebranded as well, and it was equal parts um, serving people who needed copywriting, photographers who needed copywriting and families who wanted photos. I just couldn't let go of either audience on my homepage. And it worked for those three years, 2016 to 2019, or I guess 2016 to 2021. But then in 2020, I was like, I'm not photographing it's COVID like I'm and the type of photography I did, I was documentary. I was going into people's homes, hanging out with them. And I just couldn't fathom a world where I was going to be doing that again. And so in 2021, when we switched to, we are just a copywriting collective for photographers, it was so specific and our inquiries just exploded. And we were now at the level where all my competition was and it felt more like it was no contest who you were going to hire. You know, are you going to hire this other copywriter who writes for everyone? Maybe if you've never heard of us or are you going to hire us who this is all that we do. And so it really elevated everything and we have not looked back since I'm thrilled that we did that. If you look really hard, you can still find the page on my current website like hire Rachel to take your photos, but it you'd have to be really looking for it. Mm. So I love that, you know, we switched from an I, me perspective to a we, us, because we're a team. Um, I'm thrilled with that decision. I feel like it makes, it's an accurate reflection of where my business is rather than trying to like introduce the fact that an associate might write your site after you inquire. I didn't like that feeling. So now people know that associates write our sites. Yeah. It's not, you're probably not getting me writing it i'm just editing it so i love that we are actually it actually reflects the business that we run and i don't have to do any explaining in the back and forth emails um and that feels really good so that's what we did right also i have to say this copy comes first you always write your copy first i started writing my copy for our rebrand before i had even signed a contract with our designer. Hmm. Because your message needs to be really, really clear before you start putting it into design, because then your design gets really like your copy gets really limited by the boxes in front of you, like people writing in the back end of their website. That is such a creativity killer. Um, you want to write with wide open spaces, sing yeah. the Dixie Chick song. You want to be able to really let your brain marinate on the problems that you're solving for your clients and their pain points without trying to write within these limitations of design. So that's something that is, I think, crucial to a really, really good rebrand. Love that. And I believe that your brand, your design
0: should communicate what the copy is saying. Mm -hmm. Like they should feel just by looking, if they don't read a word, they should feel everything. And then when they read it, it should be like, oh yeah, I felt all of those things. And so the copy... Directs the aesthetic. It directs the colors. It directs the font. It directs the 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 spacing, the 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 design, the layout, mm-hmm. the flow of the site. Everything uh, should should come through the photographs that you choose. Yeah. All of that. Uh, and if
1: you're working with a designer, that is so valuable to them to have that content before they start so they know what direction you're going in. That should inspire them. Your written content should inspire them to create the design that they're going to create for you. Yeah, I love that. Um for me,
0: one what of the things you? that I that I I'm really glad I did a highlight from this is just make sure that if you're in the middle of a design, like hold off on it until it's slow season or off season, whatever that looks yeah. like for you. Yeah. Um it, it's just it's great because uh or recommended so you don't confuse your current base. You don't want again mm-hmm. to create any sort of mistrust or like confusion with your current clients. Uh it, it you you also don't want to sabotage your booking season. Uh, and so like, you want to make sure you're not doing this during prime booking season either. Mm -hmm. Um, because if things are half baked or broken, um, and so, you know, that would just be another thing. I'm I'm glad that I really kind of chose like, okay, here's the month that I'm going to do this and focus my energy entirely there. So I could be, be all in on it. Um,
1: pick your like quietest months on all fronts. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. hundred percent. Another thing I'm really glad is I'm, I'm glad that I, I hired, uh, an SEO, just like an individual to help manage the migration from one site to the other, uh, just to make sure, like I was already ranking pretty well with Ben and less photography. It was just mm-hmm. Ben and And I just wanted to work with someone to just keep an eye on things and help the migration from one site to the other, making sure the blogs were good, uh, to mitigate any sort of damages with rankings, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff, uh, to go out and, and get redirects for links. And, and so, um, Uh, with that don't work with an agency you know the emails that you get that are like hey I found out I noticed you're not ranking well for Google I'm like well how'd you find me as well you know but how do you get those people fill out your contact form Um, don't hire them go and try to find an individual someone who's just like someone who happens to know this stuff well uh, yeah. see, see if, if find personal recommendations at posts and groups, go to my mastermind group and ask, Hey, is there anybody who would recommend a person who could help, you know, kind of manage my, my migration from one, uh, mm-hmm. you know, website to another. And again, it's not necessarily like they did a ton for me necessarily, but just like having an extra set of eyes that was just looking at that. Uh, mm-hmm. as I was changing out copy, rewriting home pages, I just didn't want to completely tank, you know, where I was showing up online.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I already said this, but I, I'm so glad I didn't design my website. I'm not a designer. Yeah. Like I'm just not, I'm not good at it. It is not my strong suit. And if I'm going to ask clients to pay thousands of dollars, my website should look that that's like what I should be charging. Mm -hmm. It should match my price point. And I think that's really important for photographers to hear because a lot of you are charging big prices on a website that is not looking like you should be charging max. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And just because it should match your work. That's really what it comes down to. Your website should be a reflection of how talented you are. Mm -hmm. And I see a lot of websites that are mismatched. And I think the biggest when you can give yourself that is easy is just making sure your website is as professional as you say you are.
0: Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. I'm, I'm right there with you. Just, um, I think a lot of photographers, get it twisted that like, well, I'm a great, I'm creative. And so I'm also a designer and it's like two different muscles. Now, listen, some of you out (laughs) there probably are really talented at both. God bless you, you know? Yeah. Um, but, But you're rare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, it's, even if you are talented, I think you're too close to it. I'm going to mm-hmm. be honest i think you're just too close to the brand to make them um, uh, like like everything is precious everything's your darlings you got to kill your darlings and let somebody else come in mm-hmm. and say hey like no you don't need that you shouldn't be doing that mm-hmm. this is what, what i want you to be doing instead um and so yeah investing in um yeah just a great designer i, I worked with tonic site shop uh for yeah. a, doing a custom website for style and story um and then I actually, you know, I, I do a lot with copy myself. I would not call myself necessarily a copywriter, but I like to play in that world. You know your way around. I know my way around. That's right. You know, uh, I've I've uh, I've bumped a few. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what I was going for, you know, but here
1: to finish that sentence. I then? don't know.
0: I've kerned a few <laughs> paragraphs in my you bumped
1: day. a few uglies with some words. I Is have, that where you were
0: going? I have. You know, <laughs> I may have. Uh, and so, um, where was I? Oh, but I just—I worked with a—I—I I hired a copywriter to essentially like, like not like just to go over my stuff, like yeah. like to kind of rework it. Like, where where could this improve? How could my how could I just like say the same thing in less? That was the biggest totally. thing. Was yes. I want to say the same thing with less words for greater? And of course, impact. this is
1: before Ben knew me. So yeah, it is, I'm going to forgive that him true. for that. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, it's, not it's true. true. You, not everyone needs like a fully custom website written like you can I am a firm proponent of people figuring out how to talk and write about their business I think that's a very important skill to have because it's not just your website copy you're writing emails you're writing captions you're writing blogs like writing is a huge part of being a photographer whether you want to accept that or not yeah and I think some people want to hit the easy button and pay a little bit more to have custom copy written but you can also hire many different people to just go over your words because um Who, what president wrote a letter, was writing letters and said, I would write less, but I don't have enough time. I think it was Bill It it, No, it wasn't. (laughs) It was like George Washington or something. (laughs) But he, that's like such a very apt thing to say about copy because writing less copy actually takes a lot more effort. And so if you just want an audit of your site, that's a great way to get some time back and to get a lot of value for not quite as much money. So I think there's a lot, it's not it rebrands don't have to be all or nothing. It doesn't have to be completely DIY or completely WordPress custom. There's so many website templates that you can buy, and then you can pay to have someone customize them in both the design and in the copy. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of ways to rebrand it. It doesn't have to be all or nothing um, DIY versus custom, but I do think calling in some outside help is necessary when you reach a certain point in your business and when you're charging a certain amount.
0: Yep, absolutely. Even on that note, it is... Even when you rebrand and you even launch rebrand, like, yeah, I'll talk about just creating a promotional event around it. Like, yeah, it is a it is a work in progress uh, indefinitely. Like there's always Mm -hmm. room to continue to refine. And and so that's kind of the way to view it. You know, uh, real quick on the topic of even copywriters like I, I actually worked with a lot of copywriters Mm -hmm. to kind of continually rework the same piece, including I hired my mom. Uh, it's a fun fact uh, to just go through it because she is she's yeah. a teacher she's like an English teacher and I just yeah. wanted her to go through almost like more proofreading I, I asked oh, her to proofread those. the entire site everything yeah. grammar so it was less of like copywriting like creative copywriting and messaging and it was more of like I want to go through and just see are there any little uh, little faux pas you or want things somebody you know? with a red pen exactly exactly yeah so yeah. it's like mom they called her up yeah that's
1: great <laughs> yeah that's she loved perfect. it yeah.
0: So, yeah, you can phone in all kinds of help, guys. All kinds of help. Um, I I think maybe the last thing I'd like to speak to is um, one of the things I was glad that I did was I I use the rebrand as a promotional event. I Mm -hmm. use it as a way to gain more eyeballs, more traction, energy around the business and brand and get more clients in the process. And so like I kind of launched the the rebrand out to mm-hmm. my audience to my list to my social media to all my contacts had people go visit leave comments share what mm-hmm. they liked um and it was just a great way to just dis- build some energy around the business is all
1: yeah yeah i did that with both of mine back when i rebranded and was still a photographer i did i know giveaways are kind of a faux pas on instagram now but these were really good giveaways okay just uh, they about. don't have to be <laughs> I gave away like local, like I had local beers, local snacks, gift Ooh. cards to local restaurants. Cause I was a Denver photographer. So whoever like, you had to follow me and like, and comment and tag people, all that. So it really got a lot of eyeballs on the relaunch right away. And everybody wanted it. Like it was something that was very appealing to people who lived in my area. So it wasn't like I was giving away something that was just kind of like a throwaway. It was something that I really curated from my local um, area. And that's something that you could do as photographers too, if you're local. And then when I was rebranding for, Like, as copywriters for photographers, I gave away all my favorite photo stuff. Mm. Like, I gave away my favorite photo bag, um, one of our products to help you write your website. Like, it was all very catered to my audience. And it got, like, I don't know, like a 1,000 people looking at it that day, which is exactly what you want. If you're doing something big, you want people to see it and you want to create a buzz around it. It's a missed opportunity if you don't create some kind of promotion to get people looking and talking about you. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, may, can we do one more? Yeah, of course. I think the last thing I would say, and this is be the most important thing, is in doing the rebrand. The rebrand wasn't just a rebrand for rebrand's sake. I think sometimes right. we get bored and we're like, you know what? Would help me if I just redid it, If I spent three months out of the year and just messed and up everything, of yeah, yeah, and just kind of redid it all because that sounds yeah. like a great distraction. Now, yeah, right. I know you're not saying that actually, but I think a lot of us do that.
1: Or um, yeah, because your competition did it. And yeah. You're like, well, I want a sexy website. Yep.
0: And one of the things I was really glad that I did was when when I did the rebrand, I was so clear on who my target client was, mm-hmm. and and how I was missing them with my current site, and making sure that everything about my branding, font, you know, the, the typeface that I was using, the design, the aesthetic, the colors, everything was like. It was connecting with them. Mm -hmm. And uh, it wasn't just, here's a new design. Like it wasn't just a new photography website that was new and it was like prettier. Everything about it was speaking to my target client and very intentional. And it made such a big difference. Uh, Like when, uh, like all of these things alone they don't really feel mm-hmm. like they make any difference. They and don't to be honest, to much. yeah, you're well, they do add up to a lot. Yeah, as yeah, you yeah. add them up, but and your client wouldn't even put their finger on like, "Oh yeah, I didn't realize that the typeface that you chose actually mm-hmm. like connected with me." Like they would never even be aware enough to say it. But like let's say that that gives you a 2% higher conversion. But then mm-hmm. also your the, the color of your typeface also is a one percent higher conversion. And, the, and then the size and then mm-hmm. the layout and the, the way the menu is and like all these things, it's like two percent, two percent, three percent, one percent, five percent. And and you just keep stacking and then when it's all working together, you hit this critical mass. It's almost like a it's like a modifier, like a bonus modifier. Yeah. You ever play like a video game? I'm gonna go off in a really weird tangent that no <laughs> one's gonna get. And Let's you're like it. shooting the enemy and then you get a headshot. And it like does a multiply. It's like, boom. It's like you get a bonus. <laughs> okay. Well, that one didn't land. But you know what I'm saying? Like, it's <laughs> yes, it's like you I do all these things and they feel like for nothing. But when you connect right. it all, it's kind of like it all just is like, do unlocked.
1: Right. But, but you need to be able to see all of that working in tandem before yes. you start investing. Exactly. Yes. Because... Something that I want to be really clear about is that you should almost be to a point of pain operating your business with the website you have before you rebrand. You need to outgrow it to mm. a point to make it worth it to spend all this time and money. And unless because it's just every, complete garbage, yes. <laughs> but then you're probably in pain. Yeah, that's it true. Yeah, you know yep, what I yep. mean. Like genuinely, it that every time I've rebranded, it's because this website literally is not serving my business Mm. i am not operating at the level i want to or with the people i want to or making the amount of money i want to because this thing is holding me back and so once you start to feel those growing pains that's when you start thinking about it and then by the time it comes you're just ready to like bust the doors open that's how rebranding should feel yeah yep hey chad thanks for hanging
0: out thanks uh listeners everyone for for being here for tuning in uh if you want to take a look at uh, my site, stylestorycreative.com. dot com. Rachel, what's yours? <laughs>
1: GreenChairStories.com. See you there.
0: Hey, I found that link. By the way, I found you. I found the page where I can hire you to be at my photographer. Yeah, it's I just did. in the footer. I <laughs> was just. I was like, I'm going to find this. I'm sitting here. We're talking. <laughs> but it and is just...
1: like a little bit of an Easter egg. You got to know
0: look. it. It's It's very much an Easter egg. It's like, yeah. It's it's down there. It's hidden. It's
1: a good page though, isn't it?
0: Oh, I didn't read it, but I'm sure it is. I'm sure.
1: Oh, you uh, didn't read it while we were recording. I like literally. I was episode? looking
0: for it during <laughs> the recording of this. You know, so I don't know if it's a good page or not, but. I I believe you. Just trust me. Yeah, I I will. I do trust you. Uh, Podcast listeners, thank you so much for being here today. Appreciate you so much. We'll see you in the next episode of the Six Figure Photography Podcast. Until then, keep showing up.
1: And be kind to yourself. Bye.